Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. lovers and welcome to today's show for today's podcast today's podcast is presented by podgo podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from podgo i recently joined as a member and you can too apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience that's podgo dot co at pod p o d g o dot c o and a matter of fact don't forget to go on ahead and tell them that movie loves you night sent you well hello there this is Louis, a.k.a. Louis the French Monette, and you are uh, watching an exclusive uh, special collaboration between us, Mosin North, and Movie Lovers Unite, featuring John, and we are reviewing Mighty Ducks Game Changers. And for this event, I couldn't rep the Ducks, but might as well rep the uh, Minnesota and my boys repping the Ducks here. Mr. Soda, how are you doing today, bro? Quack, the quack attack is back, Jack. Let's do this. Quack, quack attack is back, Jack. All right. And, John, how excited are you, my friend? I'm very excited for this. I can't wait to talk about The Mighty Ducks. Mighty Ducks is one of my favorite uh, Disney movies and stuff like that, too. Not only that, but I'm representing the Bruins, so. Get out. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> it, it took me 10 years, but I finally got over 2011, Okay. Okay. <laughs> But uh, yeah, let's game. let's start with. I did not know this was coming. This was Sorry. like, I, I did not know this show was coming. It's like, bam, released at the same time as uh, Captain uh, Winter Soldier and whatever. 
talking and to my it's like, it, yeah, yeah, it was cool. But if I would have known that was on on the same day, I would have skipped that show and would have watched Mighty Ducks. It took me two days before my man Soda's like, "Have you seen the show?" Uh, so, and I don't go. I don't get why it was so under wraps. Uh, well, did look, you guys hear anything? Yeah, it wasn't really under wraps. Like there was coverage of it and all that okay. stuff. But I mean, like, look who it opened up with. Like, of course, you're gonna freaking you're gonna be number two to that, no matter what. But right. can I be honest? I actually like this more this first episode more than I did the first episode of Falcon Winter Soldier. Yeah, same here. Yeah, same. It's, it, it, <laughs> and it's not big action, mm, like no. huge budget. Yet it was funner. There's oh, something oh, that yeah. there's something that would just you know. Kind of like made you as a kid again, and yeah, we're, right. we're gonna go. Me, yeah, mm-hmm. go ahead. yeah, it made me feel like I was actually watching um, my team back again from back in the nineties. It had that nineties kind of flavor to it, mixed in with some two thousand twenty one kind of stuff going on too. It was very nostalgic, but at the same time, it was also very original and it was also fun. It felt like they brought back the fun into Disney and everything, and oh, God, you know, God. I definitely loved it. Well, it also helps that um, one of the creators of the show is the guy who wrote the, all three movies, Stephen Brill. So he's behind this. And it shows, right? Yeah. Because the it's hard. Um, many sports movies try to, to copy a bit of formula of Mighty Ducks, that underdog mm-hmm. uh, dream. We had others in the past, too. But particularly Mighty Ducks did it so well that it's engraved a lot of people's minds had- and a lot of a lot you of influences, a lot right? Of that, the nineties, like this was the only hockey one, but you had like Little Big League, you had Rookie of the Year, um, mm-hmm. you had movies like that. Uh, uh, little Dance, uh, the one uh, Angels with um, the baseball yeah, one. The yeah. Yeah. yeah, they all followed that similar formula to a degree. Angels in the outfield, not so much because it was adults as the team, but still, right. they all they all followed that similar formula because hey, if it ain't broke, don't fix. fix and the right. Big Rain was also another one that was yeah, close to it as well. Yes. And there was crossover between a lot of those movies too. Oh yeah, oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, well, some uh, some actors appeared in, in other things oh, like okay, okay. Movie Weights, You had actors from Mighty Ducks and other stuff. Um, the right. staff lot you. This is for from B two. You had Mike Vitar who played uh, Luis Mendoza, the, the speedster who can't stop. So yeah, mm-hmm. like I said, had a lot of crossover in those movies. Okay. But yeah, I definitely love the opening though. Whenever you actually see the difference when Gordon coached the team versus wannabe uh, Ashen Kutcher. Oh yeah, that was Did they did they pick the actor that you just want to hit so badly mm-hmm. because he's so fucking aggravating? Um, if you think he's aggravating here, you're talking about the Mighty Ducks coach. Check him out in Letter Kenny. Uh, he's okay. really fucking smack him in that show. <laughs> but yeah, um, you can definitely tell the difference between when Gordon coached the team versus when this douchebag took over. Not only that, but Hendricks is also the one who yes. took D2 in into their realm. Remember, if it wasn't yeah. for Hendricks, they wouldn't have been in the Olympics or anything like that. And they were the ones that were sponsoring them. And that's another mm. thing I want to say when we get to it. There are a lot of, if you, if you paid attention, there are a lot of Easter eggs in re- 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 relation to the first three movies. Like which ones? Well, uh, so first off, okay, so you know the when the the new team shows up at the ring for the team announcement, all the teams that are that are brought out are all teams that uh, the original Ducks faced in the first movie. They're still all there: the Hawks, the Panthers, the Cardinals, the Bears. Mm. I believe. Um, oh wow! 
Yeah, and then you have obviously you mentioned it, Hendrix Pavilion. Hendrix right. is sponsor for D two for the Junior Google Games, and then also this is one because I re- I rewatched the episode. Um, the the main kid there when they they're at the very first practice when you meet the Canadian, he's dressed almost exactly like Charlie was when he was District Five, right down to the colors, the look, everything. Hmm. I noticed that. I definitely took a notice on that, though, myself. I thought it was just me or whatever, but, you know, it, it felt like it was Charlie Conway all the way. The logo was different, but the color scheme was 100%. Mm-hmm. And, and talking about, the, uh, before we leave going into this, maybe other Easter eggs, what do you guys think about the cast of, of, uh, of what we're going to see, the crew? Um, any thoughts on people maybe... Other uh, other characters resembling uh, the ones in the movies, and also the ones that stood out to you. Um, John, you can go first on this. Okay, I think the podcaster fits me. It reminds me of myself, but also too, it also reminds me of Abe. Uh, what's what's the dude's name that was going? Oh, the Mike Chester. Oh, Aber- he reminds me of Aberman and everything to be honest with you but he's now a podcaster his you know if he had a son he would be a podcaster but i definitely think that was a good callback in his spot and then of course you have uh the goalie who's actually yeah i definitely love that um you can definitely tell that they were trying to go for that Mighty Ducks flavor that we had in the 90s when we were first introduced to these characters, which is something that I was very enticed in. And, uh, you know, I thought it was very good for the opening. And then, of course, I liked how the kid who was actually the podcaster goes, yeah, if it was up to me, I would let you play. But I'm it's not up to me. I'm just a podcaster. That's all I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you on him. He's probably my favorite character from the from the episode. But my favorite line is when he walks on the all girls table and he says, "Yeah, and y'all won the lottery of life." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like he's, he's yeah. a little quirks, and he, oh, he's wow. not arrogant with saying it, right? He's so no. adorable that it's like it's almost a son I want to have, right? <laughs> right. It's like it's, you can see the good spirit in him. Uh, it really, really, really yeah. casts it perfectly. I, and, I also love. Yeah, we didn't get a lot of him, but I love the idea that the Canadian on the team is the worst. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and that for me, that's the equivalent of the guy that can't break. Uh, he can't stop skating. Or, yeah, they, they, uh, they, or Fulton, who couldn't even skate, and like he had the hard slap shot, but could yeah. not skate for the life of him. So there's yeah. a lot of parallels, right? Yeah. Um, one yeah. thing I, I was not like I don't know if you knew in advance. One thing I was not expecting is the Mighty Ducks being the villain of the series. It's, that was announced right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Okay, well I'm clueless. I was yeah. like, what? <laughs> right? Um, it was announced, and I mean, really, if you can't when you're rebooting a franchise like this, you really couldn't have the Ducks be the underdog again. No. I mean, it would make it too on the nose, too much repeating the same story. Yeah, well, in that case, is this still the Ducks, though? Are they going to become the Ducks? Are they gonna, what's going to happen? This is Mighty Ducks, right? And their team is going to be named something else. That's what I'm thinking because you know Gordon Bombay is going to get involved at one point, and I'm predicting he's either going to get involved during or the episode after the reunion episode right. that some of the original actors are coming back. Um, so right. uh, things are frosty between them. So I'm predicting either that episode or the episode after he's going to take over as the coach. Now, I don't know why, but this thought popped in my head. It's just like I could see them battling for the name of the Ducks. Right. Mm. Well, you know, mm. Gordon was a lawyer, so it would make sense for him to battle for that name recognition because he was the one who did it. And he might have been the one who sold 
Hendrix. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, I'm curious to see what happened to him in these last 20 years. Because yeah, last right. we saw him, he was practicing law on behalf of the Junior Goodwill Games, and he had arranged it so the Junior Varsity team in the third movie would become the Ducks. And now fast forward to now, he's a very bitter, angry old man, kind of reminiscent of him in the first movie. Right. <laughs> And what's interesting, as Alani said, is like I hate hockey and I hate kids. He still hates kids, so that yeah. makes me wonder what happened to the kids in the the movie. Does he have a crappy relationship with all of them? Because it seemed good, mm. right? In the it movie. sounds like it. It sounds like it from everything that I've like because they did release an article last week and they talked to a lot of the actors who came back from the first movie who came back for this one and they they, they touched on the backstory a little bit. It's like Bombay hasn't been involved in any of the reunions or any stuff like that, and so he does have an attached relationship. And it's even though Charlie will not be appearing in this series mm-hmm. because of scheduling conflicts and COVID and stuff like that, it sounds like they have a very fractured relationship and they were very much fathers. Right. I'm wondering if something happened between. Charlie's mom in him because don't forget they were da- close to dating in the first one and then also too maybe they um, reconnected after the third film and I don't know what made him hate kids though and hockey again unless I, there has to be something that but happened within something the 20 up, years like so he got betrayed somehow like I really want to see what happened me too. Yeah, and, and that line was too well placed. It sounded like a joke, but at the same time, I'm sure. But but it's not like a gag, right? I hate hawk. I hate kids. I feel like the first movie. Did say the same thing in the first movie, and that's what I mean, right? Uh, and, and he overcame that. So for him to really fall into that, and that they're really gonna dive into to probably directions we're not expecting, or the average viewers not expecting, and. I like it because it's going in territory. If it can do what it did with uh, Cobra Kai and mm-hmm. took something we mm-hmm. love and evolve it into more human sides, you got the fun, yay, quack, quack, quack. But also you got the, well, he's almost 60 and he still is not, is not happy with his life. And he has to rebuild connections in the past with pe- maybe people he does not like anymore. Those are things you wouldn't see in the movies. But Cobra Kai did it well. I think they're going that direction. I hope they are. Mm-hmm. Me too. And I'm just going to get the, the episode released, and it looks the, the reunion episode is episode six. It looks like we're still a little bit away from finding out all of the details. So we might actually get some flashbacks in between yeah. then and now. And, Total. you know, I'm like, like Frenchie said, you know, do it, they could do it just like the Cobra Kai series and, and tell us and make us learn about what happened to Gordon. Mm-hmm. Made him hate hockey again, made him hate kids again to make him fall down in that hole. Because don't forget, the kids was the ones who actually gave him some light into that darkness and everything, and something he actually had to make him fall back Charlie. into darkness again. Specifically Charlie. I think Charlie's the key. Mm-hmm. I think so, too. Charlie's the key. I do have a question. Um, what villain would you like to see come back, and from what season? Like, well, either a player or a coach? Okay, well, I, I could definitely see some of the players, like, specifically from the Hawks coming back. Unfortunately, Lane Smith, who played the coach of the first one, passed away a long time ago, right. so he didn't come back. Um, you know, you could probably bring back some of the varsity players from the third one. Uh, maybe an appearance by Wolf the Dentist Dancing, the villain of the second one. Like, you could definitely bring all of them back. It's just right. how you that. Or some of the Iceland. Uh, yeah, some of the Iceland group. players, yeah. That would be interesting to see some of the Iceland players come back. And yeah, everything. I, I think it's less likely we'll see Iceland. I think it. it I, I honestly don't think we're going to see any of those returning villains personally. But I mean, maybe mm-hmm. more likely to see the G- JV team. Well, yeah. the, the third one. 
villains coming back doesn't mean they'll be villains in the movie. If we understood what, uh, what like Cobra Kai, right? You can find allies, or like in Rocky, your 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 old foe is now your ally. A lot of those themes resonate in sports movies, no matter what, right? So I do see them if they're smart, and we've God knows Disney are smart and saw Cobra Kai understood what they were going for, uh, because Cobra Kai had, had lore, right? You can, if done intelligently, really implement it and make it feel like you're really following the aftermath of right. the movies. And if they do that with uh, with Mighty Ducks, they can implement people. Does it mean they'll have exactly the same character route? Because fuck, man, thirty years has passed, and a lot of things change. Mm-hmm. I think we're gonna have nice surprises like we did Cobra Kai, and have something very into this world, which is not right. just like a one off. Yeah, the movies existed, but now here's the story, right? It's it's a world. It's a world building now. I'm calling it now. It has been announced. I'm calling it. Charlie's gonna appear in the final episode. You think? I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised either. Uh, as as maybe um, a rival coach. No, I think maybe a, a kind of like as a crease thing where you see him briefly and then you set him up for season two. My question is this: like, what if Hans was the one reason why he doesn't like kids anymore? Why? Well, unfortunately, Hans passed away in the third movie. So. Right, right. But I'm just wondering, like, maybe it's a lot of self reflection after all that time. That could have brought him into that level. Maybe, but I mean, Hans was like the the heart of the Ducks. So right. I honestly, yeah, I, I don't think I don't think he has anything to do with Gordon going down the direction he has. Mm, I, it, it, it's, it's definitely related to the Ducks. I got a feeling like he got like backstabbed or something. Something it has to be some type of business deal yeah. or something. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe Hendrix backstabbed him. Maybe, maybe you, know? you never know. It is a businessman. Yeah. Now, um, as, going ahead. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead uh, <laughs> no, no, no. Going ahead. <laughs> uh, no, because this is advancing the conversation. So if you okay. have it, uh, stop. Okay, that's cool. Um, another thing I liked was the mother and everything yeah. telling the coach off. And also, too, it was also embarrassing for the kid, but at the same time, it was just. Oh. <laughs> it is so unfortunate. Yeah. It really is, and that's one of the things I love is they're bringing that hockey culture, that junior hockey culture, to to this because hockey parents are like that. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I live in a small town, so I see it pretty easily. But yeah, the players go. The the parents are always on their kids' ass doing all these clinics. Uh, you know, it, it's as exactly as they depict in the movie. Just that's a little bit turned up. But but I gotta see the kids' grapes. So that was a little weird. I, I gotta say, the coach is right though in refusing the the, the main character not to play. He would get crushed in real life. For this, yeah, yeah. right? His his head would be you know on the ice in more than peace. Nathan Gerby, uh, all four foot eleven, of him can make any challenge possible. And I don't think he would be allowed to do that. So uh, they are he, he is a villain, but at the same time he delivered it in a cocky way because he's he's a young player. But he's right. He's yeah, no, he's hundred percent right. He's got a point. But, but also, you got to remember, hockey, especially at that age, is supposed to be fun. Yeah, but like I said, with the hockey culture today, and is parents don't see the fun side of it. They see, hey, if we do our shit correctly, he's gonna get scouted. He's gonna get millions, yeah. and we can retire perfectly. 
and we did our job. <laughs> and that's and it's sad. But at the same time, for those who actually go into it, it's like congratulations, your kid made it, and now you live in a mansion. So you can't blame him in a sense because it is an investment, especially if the kid is is not just there for fun, it's there for I want to be the best of the best. Mm-hmm. He has he has like Jay Wade's competitiveness integrated <laughs> in him. And, and he just wants to destroy everything because he wants to be the best. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I understand. But at the same time, there's a balance. Not everyone's there for the same reasons. And they show that perfectly in the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, I do like the idea that they're setting up, like, a potential... Yeah, you're right. Participation trophies are... I'm definitely <laughs> on that side. I think participation trophies should fucking go away. Me too. Um, but no, I, I was... I, I, I don't agree, but fuck you all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, and anyway, that's a different discussion. No, I was going to say, I do like also that they're introducing the hint of a possible love interest for the main main character because you do have that girl that was on, on the team that is kind of hesitant about quitting because of all the pressure her mom's putting on. Who's that crazy-ass bitch that works with uh, Lauren Graham there. <laughs> so yeah. I, mean, I like that. It's seeing something, because in the other movies, we only saw whatever happened on the docks. We didn't really see what happened on the other team. So I like that they're doing that. They're at least setting that up. Right. Yeah, and, and, and you got more episodes, right? So you can really, yeah. in a movie, there's things that get cut, and those scenes probably get cut. In a series, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised even there's an episode we don't even spend time with the kids. We spend an episode with the ducks, right? Oh. Uh, there's things you can do now like that, or spend another team's uh, an episode on another team, you know? Uh, so it, it you can really explore and go into the lore. I'm really happy about that. Um, I'm just curious though. Uh, mm-hmm. Is there anything released for episode two? Anything? Any hints? Any? Uh, right now, there is nothing. So, what do you think? Uh, if I can get uh, Sora's first, what is your predictions of where this is headed? For this is the team. This episode is going to be the team finding his footing, obviously. This is going to be where everyone's trying to look where the, the, the coach is going to be stretching her legs because she's never coached the Daniels of her life. A lot of these players have never played in their life. So this is going to be like the baby duck learning to walk episode. I, at least that's what I think is, is going to happen. It's more likely setting that up. Tra- training montage? Oh, of course. you got to have a training. Oh, and, yeah. and, and you know the podcaster is going to be the most awesome commentary during yeah. the training montage. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And, and also, um, and one thing I want to note, and I really congratulate them, there's a lot more diversity in, mm-hmm. in the casting. And, and you know, the love interest is not white. She's Indian, you know. Uh, yeah. Thank you, Disney, for, for bringing diversity again and again. Yeah. Um, it, it, they're, they're aware, and it's... The, the Ducks franchise has been known for some sort of diversity because I mean, in real life, you don't, especially in the 90s, yeah, you're probably right, JJ. That's probably what's gonna happen. No, I was gonna say they did something you don't actually see in real life is they actually included girls in the PV team. You don't actually yep. see all that much. So I do like that they're carrying that tradition because I mean up here in Canada, if you look at its history, they were against girls playing with boys for many, 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 many years. It was, it was pretty ugly. Um so I do like that they were doing that. And then you had like you had the Asian character John uh, uh Kenny Wu. They brought in that. You had the two African-American players, yeah. uh, Jesse Hall and Russ Tyler. Like, you, you did have diversity in there, but now it's now it's more spread out. Yeah, and, and also that we saw that with, um, you know, with uh, the, the Spider-Verse, uh, with um, Mary Jane being mixed actress. You, you're, Disney's starting to put more love interests yeah. who are not 
the same race or, or diversity as the main character. They're, they're really trying to represent that love is is without any color. And I find it's a good choice. And even less, you know, you get like African American, Latina. It is rare to see a love interest which is Indian of all race. So good for them to, to, That's something to, I like. to understand that there's an audience that can see themselves in that character that don't always see representation as Asian. Uh, representation. So I'm really happy about that. There is one thing I don't want them to do, and I don't want Lauren Graham and Emilio Estevez to end up together because that's too cliche. It, oh, it, it's yeah. it's written the fucking oh, sky. Yeah, you can it's definitely tell. Off. Yeah, I, I hope they don't. I hope they swerve at the last minute. They're, they're currently banging behind the bar right now. Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is the R it, but I'm, this oh. is the welcome to the version of uh, XXX version, the, the Mighty Dicks. But anyway, I just want to go back on what Soda was saying though about the training mo- montage. I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see Gordon trying to help her be a coach because oh, yeah. not only that, but she has to be doing a training montage. For the for her to be a coach, so Gordon has to train her on top of him training the kids. Yeah, you know so that's going to be hard during the during the training and just shaking his head. You know it because we did get a little glimpse of this first episode of, of the old Gordon Bombay when he gave mm-hmm. the speech to mom and the kid. You know it's still in him. So yeah, don't be surprised right. if it's early where he's going to be start sneaking his way back into the coach's bench. Right, he's going to make his way back into the coach's bench for sure. Uh, he might be a coach assistant, but yeah, I don't. I, I was gonna say I don't think he's gonna be full coach. I think he's he's uh, gonna stick to his guns. He doesn't want to be a coach. He doesn't want to coach anymore. Let that to someone else. I think the Mental. mom. Is, I think the mom is gonna be the next Bombay. She's the Bombay of this, but learning from complete scratch. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, she is that. This is her journey, and he's there as assistant manager uh, to really help her out certain things. But I think. Her role is going to be more copy pasted with Emilio Estevez's character. Um, they're giving that route, but yeah, it's a love interest for sure. Mm-hmm. It's gonna suck, yes, but it might be how he, uh, how they direct the the direction of the uh, of the story to compare with you know what happened in the past with yeah. the main characters, right? So it, it's the best way I think they could have bridged, but I don't think he's gonna have as much of a role than we think he does. Okay. Right. Makes My sense. question is this. Yeah, 100% makes sense. Uh, you know how Charlie was always the one who did strategy, coming up with yeah. gameplays and stuff like that? Who do you think that they would actually get to do the gameplay strategy? Because I don't oh, see... Podcaster. This podcast. Yeah, I can see the, podca- I can see the, the podcaster. podcaster. I thought I was the only one that saw that, but I was just thinking... That- Obviously, in the he's the play-by-play guy. He's the yeah. guy who analyzes. He's you know he's the nerd who should be playing, but he's like, hey, right. I'll be there. Um, but yeah, for sure, him. Uh, I wonder because they they, they shown the female addition uh, characters, right? But we don't really right. get a sense. You got the nerdy one who likes to cosplay that I found awesome. Um, but then you got like the the, issues. <laughs> you know she's gonna have these awesome one-liners, right? Like these right. almost like what the fuck is she on one-liners? Because she's so oddball. She's like Luna Lovegood meets Geeky yes. Rope. Yeah. Yep. Luna, bro. Yep. I was thinking the same thing about Luna. 
<laughs> so yeah, that's spacey. Uh, then you got that wannabe cool girl who started to be always on the uh, the fringes of like Mean Girls. The Gretchen, I think her name. Yeah, uh, a bit like Gretchen went gold the Mighty Ducks and fucked the Mean Girls, right? Um, right. I, I wonder what her her story is going to. We're, we're we're definitely going to get them. That's the beauty about having a ten episode made a series is we're definitely going to get their their backstory and where they're come yeah. from. We're going to definitely have that. We we have to have them fleshed out more as characters. Definitely. Yeah. Because I wouldn't be surprised if she wasn't like the main character, where she was pretty much sitting on the loser side, and then the popular girls made her popular. And but there's still a little bit of that nerdy side, or a little bit of that uh, side that she can actually relate to the main character with, to the point where she's like, "I want to join the team." So I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I, I like. I'm just gonna be honest. I can't. I, I'm. I don't mind the it's weekly episode, but I God, I wish they dropped them all at once. <laughs> it, yeah, but Disney—that's what I liked about Mandalorian, mm-hmm. and yeah. that's what I liked about you know um, the uh, the Wanda, right? Uh, Netflix is fun, but once you cram it all, you're just like, eh. And, yeah, I know, but I mean, it, and it's, to I go into and watch the rest of them in an afternoon or something, right? Because once you're hooked, right. you're and here's the thing. Well, well, well that's what we call French. They got the poogie. Mm-hmm. Right. Here, here's another thing, though, too. The reason why I like weekly shows now, because uh, don't forget, before Netflix, we did have nothing but weekly yeah. shows. Oh, yeah. But the reason why I like having the weekly shows on Disney is because it allows us to speculate. It allows us to have an imagination to where we can actually speculate where these characters are going versus where we already know these characters are at. Because we binge watched twelve episodes, so we already know the character arcs from the start of the episode to the finish of the episode by binging it all, versus us having a weekly show where we can speculate, have fun with it, talk about our favorite scenes, digest it a lot better. Versus, oh, for sure. I'm yeah. not saying I don't like the weekly thing. Right, it's right, just right, right. I'm done the episodes like. I want more. Right, exactly. I feel you, though. You must learn to zen and expect (laughs) the unexpected every week, my soda. That being said, (laughs) uh, that pretty much wraps up our uh, our first... I don't know if this can be an ongoing thing. Um, I'm completely down because I'm completely... Uh, intro. All right, so apparently we have a new show. Yay! (laughs) Um... (laughs) But yeah, I just I'm I'm really curious to see where they're gonna go, and I can't wait to continue talking about this because this is definitely unexpected and a definite unexpected joy as well. All right, so if it is not already done for those people who are watching, press a like, press a subscribe. Do not miss out a thing. We're doing yeah now. We're apparently we're doing Mighty Ducks reviews, but we also have a lot of subjects. Like you like comic books. This guy, Soda, here has a comic book show, a show called the, the Canadian Comic Book Club. We have Schmodown related stuff. <clears throat> you even have me talking about more serious things. Apparently, I can think it happens. So, um, <laughs> um, so that being said, do not mess everything and miss everything on our channel. And look, we're not the only channel that's doing this show, it's also on my man John's uh, YouTube channel. Talk about that, my friend. Okay, so guess what, guys? We actually have a weekly or daily show of just doing movie news, movie reviews, TV shows, TV show reviews, TV news. You guys can go on ahead, click that subscribe button. Not only that, but we also have 
audio additions to my episodes too. So that way, if you don't are on the go, you can go on ahead and jump on it. Another thing too is on Mondays we have a thing called Mafia Talks, where I review mafia-related movies and TV shows. We're actually almost done reviewing The Sopranos, so. So we're almost done with that, and then uh, after that, I think we're going to do Boardwalk Empire. But stay right. tuned for more with Mafia Talks and everything else. But if you guys want to, go ahead and follow me on Facebook at Movie Lovers TV Lovers Tonight over there. Underneath the same brand on Instagram and also on Pinterest as well. Also, too, go ahead, go to www.movieloversunite.com. Dot com for all your entertainment needs and wants. And also, too, follow me on Twitter at Movie Lovers Unit, on Stereo at Movie Lovers Unit, and then... <laughs> I know. That. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all the places that you can reach me at, and, and always... And also, don't forget, right now you have a need, my friend. Uh, if there's anyone who loves writing about Schmodown, currently yep. Mr. John is looking for a writer on his movieloverunites.com. He wants to add in a Schmodown sh- section of articles. So if you love writing, you love Schmodown, or you're already doing both, and you just want to find a platform to put it on, contact my man, Mr. John, yep. from Movie Lo- Lovers Unite, and don't miss out. And so do my and, friend. Working- oh, yeah. Oh, 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 yeah. One more thing, guys. If you want to reach out to me, go to uh, movieloversunite at gmail.com to get in touch with me. Also, too, Frenchie and I, we've been doing neighbors watching trailers. We do trailer reaction videos and everything. Charlie and I have been doing some reaction videos, but, you know, we've just been holding that mantle up and everything. So go on ahead, check out our uh, trailers, um, neighbors watching trailers and everything on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. We try to drop a new trailer out there for you guys. So go on ahead, check that out, and that's everything that you need to know about my channel. And so do my man. So you can find me at Soda underscore the underscore Saxman on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Lou pretty much said everything I'm on on this channel. Um, and then I also have another channel as well, the Media Sways Network, where I am on Get Sweaty on that one, which is our top five show every Saturday morning. Um, and then recapping the past for myself and Ben Rayner, we sit down and we break down uh, seasons of our favorite sitcoms. We are currently closing off How I Met Your Mother, my favorite personal TV show of all time. Um, we've also got Shoot the Breeze, where we just sit down and literally shoot the breeze for an hour with people around the internet about whatever the hell they want to talk about. Um, so yeah, definitely check those out and yeah, that's pretty much where you can find it. All right. Well, thank you very much everyone for watching this special recurring apparently show on Mighty Ducks, the game changers. So till next time, quack, 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 quack. Hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. This is your host, as always, from Movie Lovers Unite, John DeGorio, and I just want to sit, talk about something real quick, and that is Audible. What is Audible? I'm so glad that you guys asked. Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audiobooks, ranging from bestsellers like Anne Rice, Stephen King, the list just goes on. Their whole entire catalog, when it comes down to audiobooks, is just fantastic. If you're on on the road and everything and you want an audiobook and you want to download it fast, go ahead, go to Audible. You're not going to regret it. They actually have a trial right now that you guys can actually jump on. You can actually go on ahead, go to the link, and it'll bring you up to that trial. And a matter of fact, every month, members actually get one credit to pick any title plus two Audible originals from a monthly selection and access to Daily News Digest from the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, and the Washington Post, as well as guided meditation programs. Another thing too guys, that's not all they have. They also have they also have finish if you actually want to go ahead and do some things to actually better yourself for 2021, they have stuff for that too, like finishing more books or becoming a better parent, leader or a person, how-to books. 
which is something that everybody seems to grab onto a lot lately and everything else. So if you guys are actually looking for something to maybe better yourself for 2021, go on ahead, check out those books as well. They have a big catalog. You guys won't regret it. Go ahead, click on the link below in the description notes. Go on ahead. You guys won't regret it. Sign up for that trial period. And always until next time, stay safe, guys, and enjoy the show. And God bless.